Welcome to the EPSA podcast. The EPSA podcast provides convenient access to information on various EPSA events and opportunities, plus topics from different pharmacy fields that can impact us, the pharmacy students. This podcast series seeks to bring education and awareness that pharmacy students and future pharmacists need to provide the best care. Join us as we fuel our passion for pharmacy, one conversation at a time. Prepare to learn more, be encouraged and inspired. Irish Pharmaceutical Student Association is the winner of the Meet Me Fair presentation, which took place during the online autumn assembly. Our today's guests are members of IPSA, Eva Huthorst and Connell Walsh. Hello guys. First of all, congrats on winning the Meet Me Fair presentation. Please introduce yourselves. Hello, so thank you so much for having us on the EPSA podcast. We're both really excited to be here after winning it by the Meet Me Fair presentation. And uh, I'm still very embarrassed about me and Connor's dancing during that. So I'm glad that it, it came to good to a good result. Um, so my name is Aoife. I'm a fifth year pharmacy student in, in Ireland with the Royal College of Surgeons. Uh, and I am on IPSA, and my role is Vice President of External Affairs, and I'm also LS for EPSA, which I have gained so much experience from, and I'm really, really enjoying being at, uh, the LS for EPSA. Um, and I'm excited for the rest of the year and the year ahead as well. Hello, uh, my name is Connor Walsh. I'm also a fifth year pharmacy student from Ireland, but I study in Trinity College in Dublin. Um, and this year I'm the president of the Irish Pharmaceutical Students Association. Uh, so I'm very excited. And like Eva said, I, we're overjoyed to be here. We can't wait to sort of share a bit more about IPSA with all the EPSA podcast listeners. We're also very excited to have you here. So IPSA is being really active in advocacy. What are your main projects or initiative in this area? Yeah, so uh, a big part of ITSA is our advocacy for the students of pharmacy in Ireland. Uh, we last year had a very successful campaign about student fees, where um, student fees and the placement, the payment of students for being on placement, um, it was actually ruled when the new NFARM program came into effect that the students who are on placement would be not allowed to be paid. So we took that up in conjunction with the Union of Students in Ireland and we held a protest where we marched on the streets in our white coats and we brought our proposals um, to the to the Pharmaceutical Society of Ireland um, and it was successful and they removed the ban on uh, placement being paid in, in for pharmacy students in Ireland. So we were really driven by this and we are continuing to fight um, about the increased NFARM fees at the moment. So we released a position paper recently. We are collecting survey results from the students around Ireland and we are going to use that to advocate for students to hopefully see if we can get a reduction in the fees or a little bit more help for the students in pharmacy because we don't want pharmacy to become an elitist course where you know you would have to pay a lot of money to be able to do to do that the pharmacy degree um and i'll let connor go through the care packages that we did recently in um, association with clarity locum um 
for pharmacy students who are working on the front line during the COVID pandemic. Perfect. So uh, like Aoife said, a lot of what we try to do with IPSA is to act as a liaison between the pharmacy students and between some of the main bodies in Ireland. So a lot of that comes from like official ways where we will like we'll work with the pharmacy regulator um, and the Irish Community Pharmacy Union, that's the IPU, and sort of we like try to get them involved in our campaigns. Uh, but we also work with more sort of private bodies. So Clarity Locums, like Aoife mentioned, they're uh, one of the biggest pharmacy contractors in Ireland. So they fill locum positions and they also fill full time uh, fixed permanent positions and they're quite a big recruiter. And traditionally, they've been very supportive of pharmacy students in Ireland. So this year we worked with them to try and see if there's any way we could help pharmacy students in Ireland sort of in a more tradition or in a more if there was a we could help pharmacy students in a more inventive way and um, obviously because of COVID a lot of our activities that we had planned had to move to an online format and a lot of our students were quite busy during the pandemic studying but also working on the front lines and especially at the beginning of the pandemic this is quite scary for a lot of them because not much was really known about COVID or what it was or what the implications could be. Um, so just in the last month, uh, we met with Clarity Locums online and we had a discussion and we decided to send out a care package. So it's under a campaign we're running called hashtag Ipsa Cares. And basically it's it's got two purposes. One, it's to sort of say thank you to any students that may have been working on the front line during the pandemic and feel that they might be getting a bit sort of run down or a bit of burnt out. Um, but it's also to raise awareness and to encourage people to check in on the mental health of their friends and their patients and their co-workers. So the packs we've uh, very kindly sponsored by Clary Locums, they've been put together and they're currently being sent out to students all around the country. And the idea of the pack is that the pack should provide you with the activities and the content to sort of bring a bit of self-care into your life. So especially if you've been working long hours, you've been on the front line, You've been full of masks and hand sanitizer and sort of trying to go between with your patients and your colleagues. It can be quite overwhelming. And if you just study on top of that, it can mean quite a lot. So what we've done is we've put together a little pack where hopefully people can use the pack in the evening, relax, have a little treat of chocolates and tea. And um, we've put some very sort of helpful resources in there about checking in on people. Maybe if their mental health might not be in the best condition, how to look after your own mental health and how you can sort of prevent a mental health deterioration through proactively engaging in practices that sort of make you feel a bit better. Um, and also in those little packs, they went to a little handwritten note from the IPSA team, basically saying that we're very thankful for all the work pharmacy students are doing at the moment, and that we really hope that they're able to take care of themselves. So that was quite a new campaign for us this year, and we're very excited to see how students react when they get the packages. And we're hoping not only will it help them feel a bit more appreciated, but it might stir up a bit of positive conversation around mental health issues, which is it's quite a big issue at the moment, especially in Ireland. Um, and there's a lot of talk because there's not necessarily the funding committed to it that a lot of people think there should be. So we're hoping that this might spark some interest in that as well and sort of encourage people to check in on their friends, check in on their colleagues and make sure everybody's keeping OK in what is quite, quite, quite arguably a hard time for people. Um, and I might just interject as well that unfortunately the tea bags that are going out to the students are not the best tea in Ireland. Barry's tea, they're they're lion tea, which in my opinion are are the I, I I don't know if people remember from the Meet Me Fair, but they're the less preferred brand of tea in Ireland. <laughs> Thank you. 
I might also jump back in. Aoife and myself, I think we'll both agree we work really well together and we get on really well together. But one thing we do not agree about is the brand of tea that is the best to be drunk in Ireland. And this is really divisive in Ireland anyway, but especially within the IPSA committee, there's quite a lot of debate about this. And actually, one point as well that I would just like to actually say about pharmacy, pharmacists and pharmacy in Ireland because of the COVID, the COVID um, pandemic, um, we were delighted to hear that a few days ago it was approved that pharmacists would be part of the COVID vaccination implementation in Ireland. So it's great to see this being, you know, continued and that pharmacists are shown to have an important role in healthcare in Ireland. So I just wanted to add that in as well. Okay, so before we'll go further along, I'll have a question to uh, one of your uh, previous answers because the listeners might not know. So, okay, uh, so could you elaborate a little bit more on what a student's placement, because I don't think our listeners quite uh, understand what that means. Oh yeah, sorry. So the student placement is the placement that pharmacy students, when they're in <clears throat> um, second year, fourth year, and the fifth year of pharmacy, we have to undertake um, placement for a number of weeks or months in different sectors of the farm, like of the pharmacy um, career. So there's community pharmacy, hospital pharmacy, and industry, industry like of pharmaceuticals, um, and also role emerging practices. Um, so the students would be working in fourth year, we complete semester one, which is solely uh, placement, where we are working and learning as students on the job. Uh, and then in fifth year, where me and Connor are about to start in January, our fifth year placement, which goes from January to August. Um, I myself am working in a community pharmacy, um, so I'm really excited to, to learn more and develop my skills to be working in a, in a community pharmacy while on placement. Um, and that's, that's it. I don't know if Connor has any more to say. No, I think Eva, you captured it all perfectly there. Um, I think it might be interesting to note, so recently there was a change in the pharmacy curriculum in Ireland, um, and it's kind of to do with the placement. So it used to be a four plus one program, they used to call it. So you do your four years in college, and then you'd have a full year out on a placement. Um, and you used to be able to split it between two placements, but like traditionally you'd do it in one setting. So in one community pharmacy or one hospital pharmacy for the entire year. Um, and then a few years ago, they changed the way they ran the placement. So like Aoife said, there's loads of smaller placements throughout the program. So you have a two week placement when you'd be in your second year and um, to sort of introduce it to what it might be like to actually work in a pharmacy, but not something you've done before. And um, your four month placement in fourth year gives you opportunities to sort of explore more settings that you might maybe not have known existed or that you wouldn't have a chance to work in previously if you weren't a pharmacy student. And then your fifth year placement is your sort of your big placement as everybody refers to it it's your final chance to sort of have a pull all your skills together before you sit the pharmacy registration exam but the placements they've been, they've been quite a bone of contention um in ireland because a lot of times they maybe not they haven't been 
fairly paid or they haven't been paid at all. So that was, like Aoife said earlier, a lot of work that Ipsa did in the last few years was to try to address that. Yeah, and to give an example of some of the interesting placements that you can go on um, go on to in fourth year as a result of the new uh, master's programme is that I had the opportunity to be in a role emerging practice placement where I worked in the within the HSC in the addiction clinic centres. Um, so I was doing practical work in those centres and then on different days I would be in the offices of the of the HSC addiction clinics and I would be working on public uh, campaigns, um, different things such as like overdose awareness um, and making posters and leaflets that would go into the centres. So I find that really cool. I think Connor as well had a very interesting different sort of placement. Yeah, so like Aoife, I was in the role emerging practice sector and I was working with the pharmaceutical consulting company, which meant I got to sort of see loads of different bits and pieces. Um, and I got to touch on loads of different areas, but it was a real eye opener to what a pharmacy degree can do for you and what you can do with it. So I was very lucky that I got to travel during my placement um, and I got to go to South Korea for two weeks, which is something that I never would have considered to do before. But it was something that sort of these placements really highlighted to us was that pharmacy has such a varied career path and I feel like this is something that whenever we go to an EPSA event this is what we always get talking to other EPSA members is that there's so much you can do with a pharmacy degree and there's so many places you can go and travel not only countries and continents but different sectors and um, so I feel like that's something that we sort of maybe have both learned not only through our placements but through working uh, for EPSA and with EPSA which is it's quite a nice thought to have. That sounds really amazing. Um... So what did you do in South Korea? Uh, so one thing I did was the company I was working with, they did loads of things, but one thing they did was they ran uh, internal training programs. So that was something I was working on while I was in Korea was uh, training for different different companies and different people and maybe like different subsections of people within the company. Um, it was it was really interesting. And again, now training and sort of pharmaceutical training and continual professional development is an area that I have a real interest in that I would never have explored prior to my placement. So in this way, the placements are brilliant. They open your eyes to so many things. Okay, so let's uh, go to the fun part of the episode. We would like to hear a bit about your beautiful country and its tradition. So I'm going to ask you uh, a couple of questions and you'll tell me if it's true about Ireland, okay? Is it true that a lot of people uh, have red hair in Ireland? So this is actually a common enough, I think, uh, misconception about Irish people is that they have red hair. But I actually went to sort of look it up for this episode because I don't really know actually a lot of people with red hair. But it's actually, according to some studies, only 10% of Irish people have red hair. So the traditional Irish look, um, to call it, would be actually, I think it is, maybe Connor can confirm this, but I think it's black hair with green eyes, actually, is like the, the traditional old Irish look. Yeah, I think so. I think when people think of Irish people, it's like the freckles and the big green eyes and the big red hair. But I think, like Eva said, that's rare enough to come across. I'm trying to think now. I'm doing a really quick profile of most people that I know in my uh, in my head, and I think traditionally, definitely, it tends to be sort of like paler skin, 
very dark hair and um, sort of big eyes, big green eyes, um, yeah, green like emeralds. So what are other traditions or interesting facts about Ireland that you can tell us? Um, another common misconception um, is that Irish people say top of the morning to you um, as a greeting to each other. I can confirm now, and I would like this to be widely known, <laughs> that no Irish person has ever said this. <laughs> it's, um, I don't know where it came from, but we just say hello. <laughs> um, or if you want to know the the hello in Irish, which is our native language, um, it's diagwit. So that's how you would say hello in Irish. I have to say that the fact about top of the morning to you just broke my heart because that was the sweetest greeting you could ever think of. Yes, I know. I think I don't really know where it came from. I mean, I sort of wish we said it, um, but I just have never met an Irish person to say it. And <laughs> we like we just don't understand where it came from. But it's cute. It's nice. I guess, you know, with the leprechauns and stuff for St. Patrick's Day, people like to, to come over and they would say that to each other. So it kind of it's a nice little piece for you know, when, if you meet an Irish person, you know, you always say it to them and then they'll they'll know for sure that you've heard of Ireland. <laughs> yeah, so I just like to totally agree with Eva there. Um, I think outside of people quoting it from films, I have never had anybody who greet me with top of the morning to you. Um, but it is quite sweet. Maybe that's something we could bring back. Maybe that's a little tradition we could start ourselves. You could definitely agree to me with that saying. Okay, so many thanks to Evie and Connor for their time and sharing IPSA initiatives with us. It was also a pleasure to get to know an Irish character. To you, our listeners, thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you. Thank you so much.